0: Hello, everybody. Not a typical episode, obviously. Um, I just wanted to come out here and kind of address everything going on with the frenemies. Um, obviously, you know, there's a lot I want to say about it, and a point where <laughs> I'll just I'm just gonna start from the top. Like, first of all, I'm going to say about Trish, like the whole breakup is that like Trish has been saying a lot of things publicly, which has put me in a tough spot because on one hand, obviously I want to respect her, you know, well-being. But at the same time, it's like she's kind of tied my arms because she's saying a lot of things publicly that I feel I need to make some corrections on. And just, you know, to speak up for myself. And I wanna do this in a way that's respectful to her because my intention is not to like burn the bridge or to blast or anything like that. I just want to give people what I think is a fair account of everything that's happened. And so I say with peace and love that, you know, as a friend, uh, I have come to love and appreciate Trisha. You know, as as a partner, um, I think she's one of the funniest people I've ever known, one of the most talented people, you know, one of the most dynamic and entertaining people I've ever known. And so creating Frenemies with her is going to be one of the all-time highlights for me. It's been such an amazing ride. I've learned and grown from it so much on a personal level from her and from you guys, the audience. Obviously, there's a lot of new people um, that have come for the show. And I feel like I've become a better person for this experience. And so I want to make sure that everything I say now is under the lens of like appreciation and love for Trisha, and not at all trying to burn a bridge, but more just trying to, you know, defend myself or correct or set the record straight in some ways, because, you know, it's like with, with Trisha, she, 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 This is she puts me in these tough situations where it's like I'm losing no matter what. She can say whatever she wants, you know, which she puts out publicly, and then you know, if I just sit and take it, everything's distorted. And if I say anything, then I'm the bad guy for you know coming after or something, which is not my intention at all. This just for the record is not, you know. Uh, so listen, the the the. I don't know what more humanly I could have done to prevent this from happening. Like, I I don't know what humanly more I could have done. I feel like I have tried to accommodate her in every possible conceivable way you know to make this as comfortable as equitable I've been as fair as possible in terms of like money creatively and stuff she disagrees with that so there's some things that I guess I want to to correct and you know since we're not doing this show she's going to put stuff out there and we're not sitting next to each other for me to be able to say like well no this is what actually happened um, now she, she keeps going on about how There's creative differences With her and the crew That was something she keeps talking about And so The day after we shot After we had like broken up We had a conversation for the first time Ever about her wanting to Hire new staff That she would look for And hire to work on Frenemies That was the first time we had ever Discussed that And after talking it out with her I agreed I said okay we can you know what Again, because I just want to make everything smooth and manageable. We had this big blowout. We talked the evening afterwards. I said, you know what? Let's hire a producer. You tell me who you want to hire, and I'll hire him. And he can work on some of the more complex ideas that you have because she has ideas like, oh, let's do ribbon dancing. And it's like, okay, well, that's a fun idea. I I agree. It's a cool idea. But like actually executing it, finding the spot. Filming it, the logistics of getting all the equipment there, everything you know, is 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 the hard part that we do. So it's like it's like yeah, I have an idea to go to the moon. Okay, I mean yeah, it's a cool idea, but like you have to figure it out. You know that's the hard part. So she said, okay, I want a producer. I said, you know what? It's a good. I I don't even hate the idea. Let's get a producer who's going to work with you to to produce your ideas. I love it. So I agreed, you know, and I said, let's just chill out for a few days, let things cool. I'm down to hire this producer. Um, And then, you know, the next day, without telling me, she drops this video, she's quitting Frenemies, which took me completely by surprise. And I I was just, you know, I was honestly... I don't know, from a business partner perspective and a friend perspective, that video really rubbed me the wrong way. Because I woke up after having a conversation with her where I agreed to everything she wanted to do. And I wake up to her being like saying all this stuff about private conversations we had. And saying, oh, it's the crew's fault. Uh, It's the people on the crew were unhappy. You know, and like... I don't know. I just felt like that video was just so unnecessary. And I just didn't get it. Because I had done everything possible. I want. I I didn't get it. I was like, I'll, I'm down. Let's do it. You know, in the long stream of things that I'm willing to do to keep her happy. And it's just... I don't know. You know, she goes on to on about how like... We hired Sam, who's Ian's girlfriend, and by the way, I explained to her, she said, why don't I get to hire people? Why are you hiring this new person? I immediately explained to her that hiring Sam had literally nothing to do with frenemies. We have a big production company. We produce a lot of content. Sam has been working for us freelance for months. And she recently became available for full-time employment. So I said, this is great. I like Sam. I want her to be on the team. And I'm going to hire her as my production company. I said, why should Trisha have a say on who I hire for my production company? It literally has nothing to do with Frenemies. And I explained that to her. But the thing that we discussed, you know, that was kind of like a non-starter is she told me that she wanted a whole new crew for Frenemies because she didn't feel comfortable with them. She wanted a whole new space. She wanted a whole new crew. Um and it just I don't know. It's like she couldn't meet me halfway. I was like, yes, producer, whole new crew. We need to we need to essentially fire everybody that's worked on the show from the beginning, find a new space, and change everything. And I don't know, for me that's that's kind of a non-starter because it's like First of all, just on the face value, it doesn't make sense. Like, Trisha, from the beginning, we didn't know how long the show was going to go. We put up the money. We took all the risks for a show that she's already walked out and quit three times. So she wants me to hire people, lease an industrial space, of which, by the way, the leases are usually three plus years on industrial spaces. For something that she's inevitably going to quit. Like, I mean, it's happened three times already. So, like, and guess who's going to take all the risk on that? Me. I'm going to risk my ass. Like, I've done this whole process. I've done—I've put up the money. I've fronted everything because I believe in this. But now it's like, I don't know. I feel like she's rewriting history a little bit on on how this came to be. Me. But, again, the logistics don't make sense. I can't go hire people and get an industrial space and buy equipment for something that's, like, so uncertain— I mean, it doesn't make sense. You're, gonna, you're just going to mess with these people's lives? Waste all my time and money? It doesn't make any sense. So for me, besides that, besides the crew being extremely capable, extremely hardworking, they've busted their asses every week to put on the best show possible. Every Sunday night and the week preceding, we're working. It's the weekend and we're, all, we're working on Sunday to put the show together. And so it is it is disrespectful and demeaning to them to be like, we need to get rid of all of them and hire new people. The people who have worked their asses off to put this show, to make this show possible. Because at the end of the day, when me and Trisha don't talk all week and Sunday comes around, it's my responsibility and the crew's responsibility, therefore, to put on a show that's actually going to work. Because... It's not my thing to just show up and not have a plan. And so there's so many weeks where we don't talk in between the podcasts. And it falls to me and the crew to make sure that there's a show with a plan, a structure, with resources, with all, everything cited and prepared for me. You know what I mean? Everything takes work. Nothing is easy. You know what I mean? Maybe it looks easy to her like we don't do anything, but everything takes a lot of work. We work a lot all the time. And these guys don't deserve to be like. We need to fire. We I want to fire all of them and get rid of them. Get, hire a new. Sc-. It's like okay. Well, that's a non-starter for me, for multiple reasons. And so you know, this is where maybe I fucked up. Okay, is that I was talking to the crew like, Trisha wants to. I I was like, listen, Trisha wants to f- hire a new crew. I was just being transparent with them. I was like. Trisha wants to hire a new crew. Mm. Obviously, that wasn't something I was going to commit to, but I was just like, I don't know what to do about this because this seems like it's not going to go anywhere. When the the crew found out she wanted to fire them all, they were there. First of all, they've always been down to go work and do the shoot as scheduled. They are good, loyal, you know, hardworking employees that are down to get the job done no matter what. I had done a temperature check, like how do you guys feel about going to do this? Because there was some, there was just people like, you know, the vibe was like, Trisha wants to fire you guys and hire new people to do friend me's. And also, do you want to go meet with her and shoot tomorrow? And so obviously they, they were like, well, it's a little awkward, right? But of course I'm willing to do it. And so I made the executive decision as their boss trying to foster a healthy work environment that let's just not do the shoot tomorrow, bearing everything that's happened and take a few days to chill off. And so in the con and in the context of that conversation, I think Trisha, understandably came to, to make, take the meaning like, Oh, they're on strike. That wasn't the case. They were always down to shoot it. And I made the decision to not shoot immediately after taking a temp check and and after everything that that happened so you know and then she, and then another thing that's like really unfair is that she keeps saying things like one of the employee's girlfriends you know who was hired without my consent again had nothing to do with you nothing to do with friendmies hired for my business uh, is the reason why you know this is all like falling apart is because she was offended that Trisha didn't like her. The Q and or the, the, uh, advice segment that we were planning. First of all, I thought it was Sam's idea. It was just an idea she pulled from a document, but she did the work preparing it. I don't think it really matters whose idea it was. The fact that Trisha was just going to sit there and trash their work. Was kind of unacceptable to me. Because ultimately I have to create a safe work environment for my employees. And it's just kind of toxic to sit there and shit on their work. Whoever did it. It doesn't matter who did it. Um, but I do want to say for the record. That. That's not what happened. Sam was not. Upset that she didn't like the work. Um, if anyone was upset. It's because she said. That she wanted to fire everybody. And get a new staff. That made people uncomfortable. Like, okay, well, she doesn't even want to be around me. Okay. But the thing is, she keeps harping that in all of her videos to the point where not only is Sam now getting shit on, on her, like, social medias. People have gone out of their way and been like, you're the reason Frenemies is over. She's, people are going to, like, AB's wife. People are going to Dan's girlfriend. And just, like random spit-firing shit at them with the chance that that's the person Trisha was talking about. And that's just... It's just not acceptable, you know? And this was part of a private conversation that she made public to try to justify why she wanted to leave the show. And that, that to me, just... I don't know. It's just not cool to do that. I really don't like seeing the crew get shit on for no reason. I have some responsibility to take good care like to you know create a healthy work environment for my employees and that kind of stuff where she just taking private conversations and putting it out there that's resulting in like dan's girlfriend being harassed is just i don't know to me it's unacceptable and i i don't know i guess some people disagree with me on that but look that's just the way it is i really i really don't know what to say she said that our content was lazy repetitive the segment was horrible. It doesn't matter who prepared it. It's like it's just not professional to do that on air when the crew is there. It's her first day, and you know. <laughs> now, ironically, you know Sam is a huge fan of Trisha. She's the one that like built the 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 steamies award for her and bedazzled it, and made the the little peeps Rolls Royce. Like Sam loves Trisha, and um. I just, it was just, it was just, I don't know. It just wasn't cool that she's going to shit on her work on her first day. And so she, she's been a trooper. She's getting shit and she was never mad. I, I think when I was talking to Trisha, I said that, that, uh, I told her Sam's not upset. It was just, <laughs> the whole thing is stupid. You guys, I don't, I don't know. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop fucking sending hate, like they the crew did nothing wrong. I misunderstood the situation. I told Trisha that people were upset that she didn't like the segment. okay? I take the blame for that. The reason they were upset that I misunderstood is because she said she wanted to fire them all. They were always willing to do their job, period. They have done nothing wrong. It's gotten to the point where i'm I'm just not speaking my mind anymore. I mean the whole premise of the show is that we have this. Openness with each other And it's gotten to the point where I'm processing like Oh if I say this She's gonna walk out Which is exactly what happened You know But for me it's like Okay she can Everything's fair game She can say anything she wants She called my wife Like the C word She called me You know She said the most horrible thing She said I'm a terrible parent Ela's a terrible parent And for me it's like Okay And I understand again that She has mental health, she has mental, like, health issues, but at the end of the day, it's just not, I don't feel like it's, it's fair. Even though she has those issues, it's just, I can't be her emotional punching bag, and then the minute I speak up for myself, it turns into another, like, show-ending fight. It just, it's just not a fair relationship. Um... You know, I have mental illness problems, too. Like, that never fu- She doesn't g- she seem to really give any credence to that. Like, I have depression. I'm medicated for that shit. 20 milligrams Lexapro every fucking day. <clears throat> my dick feels like a piece of wood. Like, I have no sensation in my penis. <clears throat> side effect. And I'm fat, by the way. Also a side effect. You know... I have Tourette's, by the way, something that she continues to tokenize, which always makes me uncomfortable. I always ask her to stop doing that, insisting that everything I do is, oh, that's Tourette's, that's Tourette's. I don't like it, and I tell her that every time, and she keeps doing it. So, like, you know, it's just not fair. Like, I I take all this shit, and she takes no shit ever anymore, you know. Even in here when she says, like, oh, I put out so many ideas— I, I said And I said something that it was lazy or something like that. And he's like, well, you don't do anything. But I put up so many ideas for the show. And I, like, listened like, aerial gymnastics, like, dancing with the stars, like, clay pottery and the thing. And I, like. Okay, so that that's the extent of her involvement. She says, here's ideas. And I said, great. Let's go to the fucking moon after that. It's like an idea is just a fart in the wind unless you fucking give it a sniff and internalize it. I don't know if that analogy is good. But it's like you—that's that's that's the fun part, you know. Let's go to a. Let's go build a habitat on Mars. Sick. How do we get there? You know, the tour bus. That was a, that was very hard to put together. That was very hard to put together. Logistically, you know. And she, she like, tore it apart. She was very rude about it, saying that it was unprofessional, people didn't know what they were doing, it was just the cast girlfriend on the bus, this and that. It's like, yeah, it was the cast gr- uh, significant others and friends and family because you know how, what's the legal issue of trying to get a release from random people? I mean, we'll put that on in, like, a week's time. And I thought it came out great, all things considered. And then for her, it's just never good enough. Like, it was shit. The sound was awful. The video was awful. It was super unprofessional. It's like, okay, not good enough. You know, and then here's another thing that, that was like super unfair. <laughs> is that the night after she posted, or the the day of after she posted her I'm leaving Frenemies video, I texted her. Trying to be mature and handle it personally, like off the internet, I said, you know, I just want to be honest with you and say I felt it was really unfair how you put that video out, you know, after we worked to try to resolve this. And she ignores my text, and she posts another 20-minute video, 30 minutes later, that re- was in response to my text that was more like oh the crews the reason why this happened and sending even more hate to their fucking instagrams it's just like it's like dude i i'm not i i don't have i i i'm a patient man but i'm not like superhuman i i just was like i'm reaching out to you to try to resolve this and your response is to put out another 20 minute video about the situation. And once again, I'm in this impossible position where it's like, she can say and do everything, put out all these videos, tweet, DMs, and private messaging shit, and I'm just supposed to sit here like a fucking, like, Gandhi. Or Siddhartha, Buddha, Buddha, the Buddha, the Great Buddha. I'm not the Great Buddha. I am fat, though. Well, the Buddha was skinny, so I don't even know why where that comes from. You know. I don't know, dude. It's like she kept pushing me and pushing me. It's like I'm sitting here trying to be an adult and salvage the situation. And she keeps like pushing the situation into this possible unsalvageable situation to the point where. And it's like not only that, but now I'm being forced to sit here and make a video that I never wanted to make in response to all the stuff she put out there. And it's like imagine how confusing it is because she goes on the show and she says. Oh, this questions is so dumb. It's lazy. It's crap. I hate it. I mean, the day before, she retweeted it unprompted. I did not even ask her. I told her about it. We went over the questions. She was happy about it. She liked it and retweeted it. I didn't ask her to do that. She did that unprompted. So now, all of a sudden, it's like this is the duality of Trisha that's just really, really difficult. We discussed it before we went live. I went over the segment with her. I showed her the questions that people had and <laughs> she liked it. She agreed, you know, it was a work in progress because we had just posted it and we had only a few questions to show from because Sam said there was like 2000 emails to go through. And it was something people were excited about. The fans were excited about it. I thought it would be fun. And again, we went over it before the episode, and she liked it. So it's not like I blindsided her and she was against it the whole time. That's just not true. She hates the Uncle Fester costume idea that we pick all the costumes. And, like, here's her message about it when I pitched it to her, you know, originally. And I'm not—look, at. I, I know this is, like, a DM. But I do think it's important to illustrate the realness of, like— How difficult it is to navigate this space with her Because she putting out like how much she hated the costumes Uh, It was my idea She never wanted to do it She doesn't even know the character She says I never I don't even know this character I sent her this picture I said costume idea She says laugh my ass off Oh my god oh my god This is one of my all time favorite movies Can we I love her And we said okay And then Trisha went to her tailor Had the costumes made And so how am I supposed to... What am I? How am I? It's like, I'm in this... uh, She loves it. It's one of her favorite movies. And then she hates it. She doesn't even know who the character is. And it's all my idea. And, you know, fuck me for even making her do this. It's like, I don't understand. What am I supposed to do? That's what I mean. It's like, I can't humanly do more. She expects superhuman care. She expects... I'm not a superhuman, you know what I mean? I don't have, like, psychic abilities, unfortunately. I'm working in the constraints of a mortal mind. This is... And then she brings up this 5% cut thing where it's like... (sighs) Dude, it doesn't seem like that much to ask that I get a 5% cut to cover everything that I've spoken about. We pay for the set... We rent the space, we film it, we use our equipment, we employ the people, we edit it, we upload it, we post it, we get that. Sponsors, we develop the concepts, we work all week to prep the segments, we pay for the insurance, we do the accounting and the payroll. I send her a fully itemized report every month of literally everything and how the expenses break down and her cut. And the fact that she would even accuse me of not being transparent is honestly very hurtful, because I've gone so far out of my way to be as transparent as possible. I show her literally everything. I have our CPA preparing a monthly report, itemizing literally everything. We pay for all of that. We do all of that. We work on Sundays to prep the show, and she's complaining that 5%, she's, she's, she's apparently like, I want to say and how that 5% is spent. The 5% is already spent on everything I just said. There is no production company in the world that would do all that for 5%. More like 50% or even more. The 5% is a family rate. It's literally nothing. It's It, it might not even be covering our costs, to be honest with you. it's 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 as close to nothing as humanly possible. And one of the Great efforts I've always made to be as fair and transparent and uh, accommodating to Trisha as possible. But it's like she always keep going back like I have a say to say what does what the 5%. How did you hire Sam without consulting me? It's like, I'm sorry. This is our business. She's not just working on frenemies. Why do I need to consult you who I hire for my business? that seems out it seems outrageous and then she starts going i want an itemized breakdown of how that five percent is spent and i'm like dude it's not like that it's a it's just it's a fee it's a production fee i'm not giving you itemized deduction of my of the, the entire business that's just it's like these absolutely unreasonable unimaginable uh Bars that I can never reach. Someone who has done everything possible to reach every bar she set, and that's one. She just she keeps setting it higher and higher to the point where it's like that is in unhumanly possible to reach. And then she has the the audacity, and I'm just going to be honest. This was so. F- she starts tweeting out our DMs, and this is just, she's just not acceptable behavior. And listen, I know she's like as like like I appreciate. the mental health concerns that she has. But like, there's only so much that I can tolerate as a result of that. And she starts tweeting out my, our private messages, talking about the show. This was a message before the show ever was made. We had not even made one episode. It was all theoretical. I said, I think I need 55.45 to cover the cost of production and she showed a screenshot of her saying i'm being jewy by the way you know <laughs> why did she send why did she post this why did she post this she posted a screenshot of herself calling me jewy for wanting 5% to cover the massiveness of this production And again, it's like, she can say whatever she wants about my being Jewish, she can make all the stereotypes, do everything she wants, and I can't ever fucking say shit. The minute I say anything to her, then it's like, show's canceled, you know? It's just not an equitable relationship. And then, um, and then here's another thing, you know? We bought a whole new studio that we're in right now. She says on one hand she doesn't want to come to my house, and she, she feels uncomfortable. So we bought this studio. She says she doesn't want to come all the way to downtown L.A., or she says she has trauma about downtown L.A. She doesn't want to be here or whatever. I'll be honest with you guys. She knew from—OK, okay, whatever. I Without being getting into he said, she said, I was under the impression that this was understood, that we were going to be moving to L.A. eventually. I mean, when we started the podcast, it was in the basement, and the basement was always temporary. We, bu- we owned this building by the time—yeah, we already—what? Yeah, it was just because of COVID, we were in the basement. We had already owned this building. It was o- always the plan to move down here. But then she says, I'm not moving—I'm not go- doing the show downtown LA. So she, sa- she starts to get like, okay, if you guys don't do it here, you guys need to stay at the house. And so I said, you know, we had a little back and forth, but ultimately I was, again, trying to appease and do everything humanly possible to make this work for Trisha. We spent $30,000 buying all new equipment, cameras, switching board, audio equipment, microphones, everything, uh, so that we can continue to do it at the house for her. And she keeps bringing up this, like, well, you get 5%, so you should, like, what is that for? You need to be paying. And I said, okay, you know what? Let's keep the show going. Let's do it at the house. I'm going to spend another $30,000 on the already $50,000 I spent on the set. I don't complain about money. I don't give a fuck about it. I really don't. It's like, I can't, I don't know, dude. And so then we spend all that money on that shit. And then she's not, she's not comfortable going to the office. And now she's not comfortable going to the house because the crew's there. You know, the merch issue is another way that just is super, super sad for me in the same way of how she just, like, wants to cut the whole crew loose because, first of all, we fronted the money, we produced, designed, and made in its totality. Ela did. Ela, despite Tricia saying the meanest and rudest things about her, knowing that there was a chance that this show might not work out, you know, made the risk, used her company's resources, and, and, you know, for Trisha to just, like, walk out. I mean, we have this merch release. Every penny I've made from Frenemies, by the way, if she wants to talk about money, is tied up in this merch that doesn't come out for another month. And I don't even know if we're going to sell So it's like for all the complaining she does for money She's the only one as far as I'm concerned That's actually making money from this thing Because I've spent pretty much every fucking penny I've made from friendmies into the show On merch, into the own resources Buying more equipment for the fucking studio pay- Building the set It's like it's so easy for her to complain She shows up, she gets a guaranteed check Every fucking month and I'm spent, and I'm putting all the, my money on the line. And now I have hundreds of thousands of dollars tied up in merch, and I'm probably not even gonna be able to fucking sell that. My wife works super hard on, her staff works super hard on, and now it's like tough luck, dude. Trisha got paid, and she's complaining about five percent. It blows my mind, up, and I'm upset about it. I am. I can't hide it. I'm just am. It's just not fair. It's really not, you know. And the release of this is July eighth. We were gonna do a, we were planning to do a photo shoot this Thursday. Something she insisted on doing. And we put it together with our resources. We were paying a photographer, a uh, product, someone to produce it. This is all money that we were paying up front, out of our pockets, and never even thought to ask her for money because I don't give a shit, right? In one month's time, and she drops the I'm quitting frenemies video after me doing everything possible to resolve this with her privately. So, like... The nerve of her to complain about 5% When I'm literally not making a fucking penny At this point It's it's just It's it's just just so disrespectful It disregards all the hard work we do Not only on the crew But now on my wife And all the the people that worked on the merch And it's like okay well You know fuck you (laughs) You know (sighs) It's just so ironic How she keeps bringing up money it's like, I'm the one that put my ass on the line every day. I never bring up money. I never complain about money. I never, br- I never ask her to pay for anything. I'm so open-handed with her. I'm so transparent about everything. And now I'm the one that gets fucking stiffed with, like, an ungodly amount of merch that I have no idea how I'm going to sell. But, good. But, you know, she gets her paycheck every, every, every month. On time. Clockwork. Reports. Everything. And listen, I'm just going to say this. I fully support her skincare products and everything she brings to the show. I am her number one hype man. I love when she makes money. I support her. I want her to do well financially all the time. That's why I'm always hyping up her OnlyFans, her skincare, you know, her merch, everything. Because I'm happy. I want her to do well. But it's like, you know... She came, she promoted her, you know, skincare, which, again, it's a great product. I saw it. It works on her. So I'm like, yeah, go buy it. It's top of the link now. Even on that our last episode of Frenemies, it's the top link there. You can go buy her shit, and God bless her for it, you know. But it's like, it's easy for her to quit Frenemies after she got this huge plug for her shit and go make a video saying, I'm quitting <laughs> I'm quitting Frenemies with, you know, like 10 mid-rolls. And then complain about, like, I want 5% for production costs. It's just, it's like, it's just not fair. It's just, she, she, I don't know what she wants from me. It's just not fair. It's just so, it's so not fair. You know. She's got all the security of getting that check, of promoting her shit, and I'm stuck with all the fucking bills. And 5% is, like, something that she just can't let go, ever. And I'm talking about money is something that I hate doing and I would never want to talk about. But she keeps bringing it up, and now I'm at this point where I have to talk about it. Because I'm so screwed with this merch situation. It's like, I'm so screwed with this merch situation. Thousands of pieces of shit that I don't think anyone's going to care about, Honestly. Come next month. And by the way, when we sell that shit, whatever we sell, she's gonna get fifty percent of the profit, just like I pr- promised her. Even though she went on Twitter and tried to call me a liar, he's lying. I only get fifty percent. It's like <laughs> Trisha, read the message. She shows a message again. I don't know why she's sending our private messages. And okay, she outed me. I yes, I hit my icon on WhatsApp is Metamucil. <laughs> Love that product. She tweets out, she circles, we are splitting the 30%, which is typically our profit margin. It's like, Trisha, just read what I wrote to you. The profit margin is 30%. I'm giving you half of the profits. Do you want 50% of all the revenue? Because I will lose money again. Apparently, you're the only one that's allowed to make money in this relationship. I really don't understand. We are splitting the 30%, which is typically our profit margin. That's 50%. You know, we've been talking about the merch. This was like, she was super gung-ho and passionate about it. Like I said, we were planning a photo shoot this Thursday that we were we were already put down like $10,000 on. And she just, you know, fuck that, right? Spent. She didn't put a penny down on that shit. you know and by the way sharing our business profit margins is not public information like there's no reason for her to put out what our profit margin and that's just not public information you just don't understand why she's doing that you know and then there a whole big part of her thing was that we don't ask for her input on anything that she, like and that's just That's just, again, very upsetting and very untrue. You guys remember back in the beginning of the show, she was complaining on the show that I was texting her too much, asking her too many questions, and wanting to involve her too much in the show. She told me not to bother her. You guys remember that? That's in the show. Like, from the beginning, I've tried to include her and give her as much control and input as she could possibly ever want. And she tells me, don't text me so much. It's like, okay, that's nice for you, but we have like on Sunday night, she goes, Don't text me past like nine or eight or whatever it is. It's like nice for you. We're all up preparing for the show. So don't fucking complain that you don't have control and that we don't care about your input when you're basically literally telling me to fuck off because you don't want to deal with this. It's like the responsibility has to fall to someone, me obviously, and the crew, to put on a watchable show. So it's Sunday night. And she's saying, Don't text me. It's like, okay, let's do this, guys. And then meanwhile, she's got the she's got the but to come out here and say. They don't ask me for my input. It's just unwinnable. It's unwinnable situation. I mean, we've gone out of our way in every imaginable way to make her feel welcome, accommodated, listened to, appreciated to. I mean, do you... And, you know... it's just not fair dude I mean like I'm looking back on like that the Beetlejuice episode on her birthday and how we went so far out of our way because we wanted to it's not like I'm I'm not saying that like oh we we wanted to do this for her to make her feel loved and appreciated and welcomed um (laughs) and it's not enough I don't know what it I just I don't know it's like an unwinnable situation You know, I don't want to make this video at all, but, like, she keeps putting things out in the public. She's made a bunch of videos, a shitload of tweets, and it's just not fair to me to be able to just once again sit and take her, her, be her punching bag and not even say anything on behalf of myself or my employees. You know, in the end, the truth is that I'm very grateful for the experience we've had with Frenemies and all the learning and growing and developing and the amazing growth that our channel seen as the result of that show. I mean, it's been, it's been popular and successful beyond what either of us anticipated. And I have so much to thank Trisha for. I mean, and I'm, this isn't like, I'm not trying to like cut her out of my life. This is not me trying to say, I'm not I'm I'm not ending things on bad terms with Trisha. I mean, she's my family at this point. She's marrying my brother-in-law. This is not like I'm not by any means trying to like cut her out of my life, okay? I cherish her as a friend, as a talent, as an entertainer, as a comedian. I think I think, you know, the world of her in that regard. But, you know, as a partner it's just <laughs> You know, after doing everything possible to make this work and then being shit on the crew and me and the Teddy Fresh and disrespected everybody, like as a partner, as a business partner, and then putting out videos and tweets and stuff, it's like, I just, I don't know. I feel like I owe it to myself and to the crew to explain things as i see them at least because we're not sitting together to have this conversation she put out her side so you know it's just fair for me to put out my side i owe it to myself now and to everybody teddy fresh and to the crew who worked on all this stuff that's just getting like you know dropped i do love trisha as a friend and i do want the best for her and i'm sure she's gonna bounce back and do great she's like a freaking you know phoenix rise from the ashes always will and this is not me saying, like, cancel Trisha. This is not me saying anything like that. Because, look, we're all... I don't know, I'm not mad at her. I don't blame her. I mean, I'm, I, this has been a frustrating experience. But, like, ultimately I understand who she is. And I'm willing to forgive and forget always when it comes to her. But there's certain things that are out in the public domain now that she put out there that I feel like, you know, I need to give my two cents on. So with that being said, that's really all I have to say about this. And um, don't be sad. What's the saying? Don't be sad it's over. Just be happy it happened. Is that a thing? That's the thing, right? Don't be sad. I think Shakespeare said that. Shout out to your boy. I'm very grateful for the experience for everybody that's been here. I know it's meant so much to you guys. And for me to be, have been a part of something so meaningful and such, such a kind of big, I felt like a kind of like a big important thing we were a part of. And it was just like one of the great honors and memories that I'll always hold. But, you know, I guess all things have all good things end. And, uh, maybe we just, you know, don't cry because it's over smile because it happened i don't know it is with a heavy heart you know that we end the show and it sucks it does suck but you know what life goes on right but here's the thing we're gonna keep making the best content we can We are going to keep working our asses off to keep, you know, you guys entertained. We're going to be keeping the content fun. We're going to keep doing our thing. And I hope that you're going to stick around and join us for the journey because we're not stopping. We're only getting started. And um, I'm sure that Trish has got a lot of good stuff uh, up her sleeve for you guys as well. So, uh, and, you know, we're... this is not the end of Ethan and Trisha's friendship, uh, you know. This is, this is just me. I'm just rambling now. Thank you, guys. Uh, and we'll see you on Friday for After Dark.